30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Good morning, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam, from my overdramatically loud car, because it is cold. Um, so what we have today is the new episode of Percy Jackson. Um, and I gotta say, I'm, I've said it every week, really enjoying this show. I think this is one of Disney's strongest new Disney Plus shows. I think that more Disney Plus shows should aim to be like this. I mean, like, here's the thing. And I think, too, it's like this show is doing so well, it's doing better than most of the other Marvel shows. To which I, I, I ask now, like, why would you sell the Spider Man Chronicles? And, and I've talked about it before, right? Where this idea that Marvel should aim... That, like, Disney should aim to turn, like, Lucasfilm into, like, Clark's World. Or um, Asimov's Science Fiction Magazine. For those who don't know, those are science fiction magazines that do collections of short stories. And it elevates newer writers and stuff like that. And, and, and what the point of this is is had they done that it would have given them a a platform to elevate stories in a way that I mean Rick Riordan himself does like we talked about this last on on 30 minute reviews and we talked about the the loss of um the loss of oh children of blood and bone where they had optioned the rights to that book and then let the rights lapse before doing anything, and now it's being developed over at Paramount from uh, the director of uh, The Woman King, which is just fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, like, it has the potential now to be the, um, like, the Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban of YA adaptation. Regardless, I mean, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is... Like, if this is doing so well for them, and this show is this high quality, why are we not doing this with every Disney Plus, you know, with every opportunity to try and elevate existing IP? Because the the, the key is, like, I I think to an extent Disney wants to keep IP in-house. Like, they want to keep track of, like, okay, so we we have X, we have Y, we have Z, we have these already, let's just keep doing these until the end of time. And I get that. I can understand, not, not that I get it, I can understand that logic. But books have a built-in fan base. You don't have to market a book to a fan base. They're already going to show up for it. And as evidenced by Percy Jackson doing that. Um, And as evidenced by the outcry over the Spiderwick Chronicles. And look, there were other things like, you know, the, 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 the issue where the writer would not get the rights back because they had produced it and just never released it would never get the rights.
flights back to Oxygen in the studio. Um, and there is an issue about, you know, Disney having control of that many IPs, but there's so many, so many books out there. Like, there was one I read fairly recently, The Unwanted, which is, uh, I think it's a mid-grade, um, about, you know, it's, they get sorted into, like, practical and, and, and impractical, and the impractical gets saved, instead of, like, they're supposed to be killed, but they get saved and brought to this magical world, where they use the arts to create magic. They use, they, you know, they can create magic with music, with writing, with, uh, you know, what was it, with, with art, you know, that kind of stuff, and it's it's a really cool idea. And I'm like, why was this not something that done more? Or or the the perennial example I always go back to, Charlie Bone, which was the 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 contrarian choice to Harry Potter. When if you're if you're my age, like that 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 there was that one kid who always would read Charlie Bone and 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 would not shut the fuck up about it and act like you're the asshole for reading Harry Potter. I mean, it turns out he ended up being right, but you know, how did he know at the time? You know that kind of thing. Um, so, that said, this episode follows, um, the continuing adventures of Percy and Annabeth and, um, I can never remember his fucking name, the other kid, um, as I go to the casino where Hermes is hanging out, um, and Hermes is played by Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, good for him, I guess, uh, it's weird to have him be Hermes, you would have thought you would have gone with one of, like, the gods of, like, theater, it it is what it is, regardless, he's playing Hermes, um, and because Hermes has some issues with his son, they're going to use that to try and get him to help out as they go to, uh, as they try to make their way to the underworld. Um, but, this casino pulls from the Odyssey, and the, the flowers inside, um, cause people to forget what their mission is, where they're going, who they are, all that kind of stuff. So it's an interesting Race Against the Clock episode as they deal with this casino that exists kind of outside of space and time, not outside of space, outside of time, um, to, to figure out what the, you know, what's going on with, you know, everything there. And, and and then trying to convince Hermes to help them, because Hermes being delivery man, he's got methods of travel that would get them to Santa Monica Pier way quicker. Um, and I'm interested to see where this goes next. Um, I, I do enjoy the evolving dynamic, and I think part of the reason why I can't remember his name is because I did not like his arc this episode, with him going after trying to find Pan. And it's like, I don't think that was set up properly in this episode, in, in any episode prior to this, where it's like, Pan's been missing and they're trying to find, like, I don't think that was properly set up at any, like, up until this point. Um, I could be wrong, though. But either way, it's like, I that plot arc didn't quite gel with me, so it's like, alright, I I, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm more focused on the, on the Percy and Annabeth story, because that's more interesting. Um... And to his credit, I mean, like, people were joking about, you know, the way Lin-Manuel Miranda looks as Hermes in this in this episode, where it's like, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda exactly as you've seen him before, because it's him in a sweatshirt. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen this. Um, 
but the 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 issue is like I think he he has acted different here than I've seen him act in other places. And keep in mind that, that like the 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 acting catalog of Lin Manuel Miranda that I've seen is like you know I haven't seen but he played I've I've listened to the 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 soundtrack for In the Heights for the original broadcast uh, Broadway report recording where he played with Navi. Um, which eventually Anthony Ramos did in, in the movie. I saw him as the as the the, the guy who sells the the ices uh, in the movie. Um, I've seen him as Hamilton, and I've seen him in that one episode of uh, of Modern Family that he shows up in. So it's not exactly a robust catalog, but I see him play a role. I, I, oh yeah, I have that scene. Um, that was the other big movie he was in. I have not seen Mary Poppins. Um, but either way, like the point I'm trying to make is like he, from what I've seen, he's kind of always plays kind of the same or similar kind of thing. So to play someone who has kind of gravitas to it is a little interesting, and he's not terrible at it. Um, you know, maybe we can get like like this is a man who like we we mock Bradley Cooper for 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 wanting the Oscar that badly, like and and, and wanting the Oscar. I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda wants the EGOT. Like, let's let's be honest with ourselves. Like, he is, like he he is after that EGOT. He is just the Oscar away. Um, and I think he's gonna get it one day. But I, I I'm starting to think that like his his path to it might be in acting. Because um, it seems like him doing his music is not getting him, you know, is not is not getting him over that finish line. Um, and I don't think I don't think Scuttlebutt's gonna get him nominated this year. Um, that said, he has been kind of quiet lately, which is a little disconcerting. I mean, it does this mean that there's something coming? Um, not disconcerting, but it just sounds like there's some kind of, like, <laughs> ominous over- undertone to, to him, you know, working on something. Regardless, the point is, you know, we have, um, what the hell, we have, we do have him have a, he, he, he's interesting in this, at least, um, and he plays it, you know, well enough where I, I, I do, I don't know about fully care, but I can get invested enough in what he's doing. Like, what he's talking about, like, how the gods, you know, are omnipotent, but they still can't handle interpersonal relationships. It's like, and, and, and parental relationships, it's like, that hits. And it's a, oh, that's a, that's a cool grounding moment. And I think that's one of the things that this show is doing very well by portraying the gods as humans a lot of the times between Ares in the last episode... And, and well, Diogenes, I think was his name, the, the god of machines, um, and, 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 and Chiron, like, the thing that's really working is taking the gods and, and portraying them as humans, to ground them as humans, and you're taking these people with extraordinary power, and, and giving them, you know, and grounding them in a way that, that I can care about, um, and it'll be interesting to see, like, does, you know, and, and, and this is someone who hasn't played, who hasn't watched the, uh, what's it called, who hasn't watched the original movie, who hasn't, you know, read the book, like, Hades is the bad guy, but in Greek mythology, like, Hades being a bad guy is a more modern interpretation because of how we look at the concept of death. But, Hades isn't a bad guy in Greek mythology. He's just, 
god of death. The overseer of the underworld. And if that's the case, then... What's the... What's it called? What's... What... Where does that go? And how does that work? Um, and does this show carry on with that? Because a lot of the things that we're seeing in this show are kind of, you know, carrying on more modern interpretations of, of these characters. And I think, you know, to that end, it's like when we talked about Medusa, Medusa had that, you know, what's it called, had, had the moment where she's like, yeah, I mean, I was devoted to, to Athena and she, you know, and she cursed me. Um, after Zeus raped her. And it's like, oh, that's a very modern interpretation. And then it all goes out the window when he cuts her head off. It feels very, like, promising young woman. And it's like, yeah, I don't think that's the message you want to send. Um, but whatever, it is what it is. And it, it, it's, a, it's a different situation for promising young woman. But whatever. So th- the point I'm trying to make is... If, if you are, you know, if you're trying to find something to watch that's mildly entertaining week to week and, and not a huge time sink, this is for you. This is definitely the show for you. Um, it's, it's, it's fun, and, and the dynamic between, you know, the, the dynamic with the characters is always really fun. And, that, and that's kind of what, like, that was where, Hector is his name? No. It's something like that where it's like, oh... Uh, Grover. Grover's his name. It, it, it's like, I'm like, it's always something with a, it's, it's a fucking Muppet. Grover. Um, but yeah, it is a, what's it called? Like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, once he shows up, it's like, he, uh, what's it called? Like, when he comes back after going off on his little mission to, you know, to, to, to see where Pan went, he, when he's like, and he has no memory, he plays that very well, the actor. Sorry about the distraction. I had a guy trying to, you know, almost hit me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it, it's one of those things where it's like, when he plays the, I don't know what's going on, like, oh, is it dangerous? I mean, that's not a deal breaker. Like, like the way he delivers the lines while he's doing that is so entertaining. Um, and it makes it, it it's just really fun. And it does, you know, it, it, it does, it brings a level of, like, there are dire stakes, and they make sure you know there are dire stakes, but it, it gives you a level of, um, like, levity to it. That's not breaking the immersion, it's just giving you a moment to, to take a breath. But we'll wrap up there for today. Tomorrow morning we'll be doing both the most recent two episodes of, uh, True Detective, Um, then we'll be doing the, what was the next one? Then, then, then that's Tuesday. Wednesday we'll be doing that new show with Peter Capaldi on Apple TV Plus. Such a name I gotta remember. Um, and Thursday back with Percy Jackson. I think Wednesday evening we're gonna be doing American Fiction. Um, I was gonna do that on Saturday. Again, apologies. I had something come up and I couldn't do it Saturday. Namely, I was getting my car, you know, looked, I had to get my state inspection, and that devolved into a $400 clusterfuck of a, uh, of a, of a cost, um, no matter, uh, it is what it is, so, I got my 
car inspected and that, that took up most of my day. And then yesterday I was just in Freud's last session and then that got screwed up uh, by something else that came up. Um, but regardless, we are going to talk about, um, we are going to talk about American fiction. Uh, this weekend, I think we're going to have a pretty light weekend because of the fact that um, there are no major releases. Um, but yeah, we will wrap up there for today. And until our next episode, have a great rest of your...